Oh, wow, that good. Sweet. <laughs> um, hey, uh, my name is Chris Parrish. I'm uh, part of the teaching team down here at Downtown Room Rock. Um, if we haven't met, I'd love to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, hey, just a couple of announcements before we get started. Um, tomorrow afternoon, we have a, a really cool opportunity as a church to come alongside a ministry here in town um, called Love, Inc. And Love, Inc. is really um, a ministry that helps churches help people. And uh, I know John Lightenberg was here last week, kind of shared a little bit about it. But we as a church are going to come alongside them and, and help them out and do a little event to support them and raise some money for them. That is tomorrow evening from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, over on East Omaha Street where Love, Inc. has their new building. So uh, there's a dinner provided. You can look at this uh, little handout to uh, find out more about that. So please join us for that. Um, it'll be a great event. Um, also, next week, we don't have service here, a, a normal service. Um, we're doing a, a different kind of service, actually. Um, because they have the Parade of Lights down here, right here, that passes right by us, um, right about this time. We're going to be here serving some hot chocolate, um, allowing people to come on in, get warm, and uh, just be here as a community to uh, welcome people and, uh, and be a, a, a good place for, for people to just hang out. So we're just going to do that as a, as a church family. And, um, and instead of um, having a service like this, we're going to serve others. So please join us for that as well, and it's always a fun time. Um, we are jumping into a, uh, a season of Advent, and because uh, we have the Parade of Lights next week, we're going to jump into it this week. And, um, and so I just have a little video clip to um, get us ready for this season. What do you guys think? You, you guys ready for Christmas now? <laughs> I know I am. Oof, it's going to be fun. Um, man, but what does this clip show us? I mean, it shows us a lot of things, I think. And um, we, can, we can see this clip and we can maybe, I don't know, maybe some of you are in there. I don't know. Uh, but we can see this clip and I think this reveal this clip is very revealing, and it, it can reveal a lot about us. And, and this Christmas time can often reveal um, th that something inside of us is always wanting, right? That there's something inside of us that, that's just there that we can't get rid of, and it's the fact that we as humans have a nature to just want. 
And this clip and this season that we're entering, it just magnifies that by a thousand, doesn't it? Right? And, and we're just bombarded with, with things in life and in culture and in media and um, on the internet with just things that say, you want this, want this, want this. And we're just bombarded with these things that we just want. And we, um, we have this nature within us to want, and we are creatures of want. And whether it's we wa- us wanting, you know, that new toy or that job promotion or wanting more money and success, wanting to look different, uh, wanting to be liked, wanting a relationship, wanting to just be right all the time, man, when those things get blocked, when what we want gets blocked and we don't get what we want, it may not look exactly like that, but I tell you what, we do some crazy irrational things, don't we? I mean, when we don't get what we want, we throw down, and it might be just in our head. It might look like that, but it might be in our head that we are throwing down. And we, we just, we do crazy rational things. I remember one time my, my dad actually tells this story of when I was a kid. Um, we were at this minor league baseball game, and uh, <coughs> we were leaving the game, and there was something that I had my mind set on. I can't even remember what it was, but I had my mind set on something. And we were leaving, but I needed to stay and do something. I can't even remember what it was. But we were crossing, and it was, it was this crowded, huge crowd just leaving the game all at once. You guys have been to, like, the, you know, big games where everyone leaves all at once. You're rushing to your car to get in the big traffic jam and everything. And you're walking across, we're walking across the street, and I just throw down right in the middle of the street and I lay down in the middle of the street and I just just scream to the top of my lungs and I'm just crying and screaming and throwing and kicking and just throwing this fit because I didn't get what I wanted right and if I'm honest with myself like I still do that today it might not look as visible, but in my head, I still do that stuff today. Like, I'm still throwing down in my head. I'm still throwing these tantrums. I'm still doing irrational things to try to get what I want. And, and if there's something that I have my mind set on, man, I will, I will try to figure out, manipulate, and, and scheme ways that I can get that. Right? And, and it comes down to this idea that we are creatures of want. We, we just want things. And, and culture has just grabbed onto this, right? Our culture has just found this in us and just, mm, just grabbed onto it with its teeth and just sunk in. With consumerism, we, just, we don't just want, but we want it like right now, right? We want fast food. We want fast food faster, so now you can order it on your mobile app and then pull up and just get it. That's fast, fast food, right? <laughs> and with Amazon Prime, did you guys know two-day shipping is going to one-day shipping, and in some areas, one-day uh, one shipping is going to same-day shipping. You can click the button, and the same day it'll show up at your doorstep. I don't know how they're doing it. Drones? I have no idea. 
but we want it now, right? And we fill our lives with these things that we want, and we think that they're going to satisfy us. And life is just bombarding us and throwing all these things at us. Want this and want that. You're going to love this, and this is going to fill you, and this is going to satisfy you. But the reality is, and the truth is, that we were created to want. But we were created to want one thing. One thing. And the psalmist David nailed it in Psalm 27, 4. And he says, this one thing I ask, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The one thing we truly want is God's presence. God's presence. And, and I think that all of our other wants stem from that. All the things that we're trying to pine for and are trying to get and trying to scheme to get can be boiled down to needing and wanting God's presence, whether we know it or not, in our life. So we're coming into this, this Advent season, and, and although um, Christmas has taken on a lot of meanings and means a lot of different things to a lot of people, this idea of Advent means one thing, and it's the coming and the arrival of God with us, of God's presence. It's the coming of that which we truly want. And isn't that great? Because we can finally have what we've always wanted. And in this, this Advent series, we're going to look at, at the, the gifts that come with this, with God with us. right? And we're going to look at these gifts of new life and hope and joy, peace and love, and most of all, the gift of God himself in the person of Jesus. And, um, and so tonight, we're going to look at Advent through the lens of, of a, a passage that typically probably wouldn't be thought of as an Advent passage. Um, but as I read it and as I dove into it, it really truly does um, have everything to do with this, this idea of of having what we want, what we've always wanted, and this new life that comes with it. And so tonight we're going to be in Mark chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. And, and in this, as, uh, as we read it, I want to identify, I want to help us see um, two things that Advent is and three ways we can embrace it. Two things that Advent is and three ways that we can embrace it. Okay, so <clears throat> let's jump in and, and read this passage together. Um, it's up on the screen if you want to follow along there or in your Bible. And so it says this. Now John's disciples, this is uh, referring to John the Baptist, who had his own disciples that followed his teachings. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Okay, and people came and said to him, and people came and said to Jesus, hey, why, does, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Okay, so they're asking this question, 
about fasting and why. So apparently Jesus' disciples and he, he himself are not fasting. Everyone else is fasting. Um, and I just got to wonder, like, that is, that's a bold move by Jesus' followers even. Because even in that culture, uh, these I, this idea of like fasting and doing these things, it, it was a very uh, communal and corporate thing that you did together, right? And, and for them to not do it was really to stand out a lot. And so they were really standing out, and, and people took notice that, why aren't you fasting? And this is what Jesus said to them. He said, can the wedding guest fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The day will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, and the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. And so, how does this relate to Advent? What, what is this saying? Like, we're talking about, you know, pre-shrunk clothing and wineskins and what the heck is that all about? And the first thing I want to help us see is that Advent is this. It's about recognizing what has come. It's about, what, it's about recognizing what has come that we already have what we always wanted. And that's God with us. You see, when, when these disciples come up to Jesus, John's disciples come up to Jesus and ask this question, they have this question about, about fasting, and they're, they're thinking in their own framework, their own grid of thinking, and Jesus just takes it and flips it on its head, like he, he always does, right? Jesus always does this. The primary message of Jesus is the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is an upside-down kingdom. It doesn't operate the way that we operate, right? The first is last. The last is first. First, The king comes down and serves us not to be served. It's an upside-down kingdom. And he does the same with this, and he flips it on its head, and he addresses the purpose of fasting, okay? He addresses the purpose of fasting by looking <coughs> at this. The, the Old Testament view, he, I mean, he addresses kind of their view. The Old Testament view and any fasting that had happened before Jesus had come was an act of repentance. When you look in the Old Testament, every single uh, reference to fasting had to do with repentance, with sorrow and grief over your sin, and turning away from your sin and gazing and longing for a savior, okay? And so that's what fasting in the Old Testament was all about. And Jesus is saying, hey, the, he's changing the game. Hey, that's no longer what fasting is about because your savior has come. That thing that you were longing for, that thing that you were turning away from your sin toward, that's here. He's saying, my, the, 
my disciples, they recognize that. They recognize what has come. That they no longer need to look towards that. For that Savior, because it's in me. And, and he says there, there is going to be that time where they do fast. But it's going to look different. And now fasting is no longer this act of repentance, but it's an act of worship. It's an act of worship, worshiping that, that which has already come. And it's an act of intentionally wanting now. Intentionally wanting the right thing. Because honestly, you guys, we spend most of our time wanting the wrong things. Right? And like I already talked about, we, we do some foolish things because we want the wrong things. And fasting is all about intentionally wanting the, and longing for the right things. And it's an act of worship because truly, we worship what we want. Let that sink in a little bit. We worship what we want. What are you wanting? And so the first thing that Advent is, is this recognizing what has come and that we have what we wanted, that God is with us, God's presence. We have him in the person of Jesus. And the second thing that kind of leads into that is that Advent is this longing for what's to come. Okay? This longing for what's to come in, in light of the fact that we recognize what has come, that there's this completion that God is doing in us and in creation that we're longing for that completion of what God has started inside of us. And he's given us a new heart. And it's, it's just working itself out through us and out onto others. And it's this longing for what's to come. And it's this, this age of tension that theologians call it. That they say it's like this already not yet state that we're in, right? We've already got what we always wanted, but it's not yet complete. So we're longing for that. And so I want to take a step back right here and, and tell you guys, like, the, the reason why I want you guys to know this is because if we miss the first one, we'll miss the second one. If we miss recognizing what has come, we'll miss the life that God has for us in this longing for what's to come. Okay? We'll continue to just fill our life with this stuff that we think will just satisfy us. We'll continue to drag along all this stuff in our life that we think matters. And and we'll totally miss the life that God has for us. And that's why Jesus goes straight into this illustration. And it's an obscure illustration to us probably because I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a whole lot of experience sewing, you know, unshrunk clothing with pre-shrunk clothing. Anybody here have that experience? I don't. But... And I sure don't have any experience um, holding wine and wineskins made out of leather, right? Does anybody have that experience in this room? 
No, I don't have, I don't have a clue what that's all about, but I, here's what Jesus is saying. That when you try to put this new life that Jesus is bringing, Jesus is changing the game. He's given us new life. When, we, when you try to put this new life into your old way of doing things, it doesn't work. We do this all the time, though. We try to take this new, we try to start following Jesus, and we have this new life in Christ, and we, we continue to drag behind us all the ways of our past and all, the, our, all our, of our old ways that we operate with, and we try to fit Jesus into them, right? And it doesn't work. He's saying, I have made a new life in you, and I've made you for a new life. And so stop trying to fit this new life into your old ways. Look forward. And as you, as you, as you follow me, and as you turn your gaze towards your, your want and your desire for me, look and long for the life that I have for you. Because if you miss recognizing what already has come, you'll miss that longing and that desire for what's to come. And you'll miss out. You'll miss out on life. Right? Because Christ has made us this new creation. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that, that those who are in Christ are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So stop trying to operate out of the old you. Right? So it's recognizing and longing. And so how do we really um, embrace this during this Advent season and during this season that, um, that we are, like I said earlier, bombarded with consumerism and being thrown uh, all these things to get us to, to want this and want that and buy this and buy that and this is going to satisfy you. How, how do we embrace this Advent season the right way? Well, it's very similar to what it is, but here's a really easy way to remember it, and I've just said it as this. <clears throat> it's recognizing, longing, and intentionally wanting. Okay, recognizing, longing, and intentionally wanting. Okay, so as we jump into this Advent season, here's just my encouragement. Remember those three things, recognizing, wanting, intentionally longing. And as we recognize, we are recognizing that everything we want at its core is found in Jesus. So when we're bombarded by all those things, and when we're tempted to just want all these things, we have to recognize that that want is coming from something deep inside of us and it's simply because we're, we're wanting and desiring God's presence. Not that new iPhone, not that new whatever it is. It's, it's God's presence that we're wanting. And so in recognizing this, we can celebrate what we already have, right? In recognizing it, we celebrate what we already have. And so I, I offer up to us to celebrate in this season. To celebrate God with us. 
and that we can have him. And I'll tell you this, that, that if you've tried this, if you've, if you've kind of gone after this and you've been left wanting, I'd probably say that you have an inaccurate view of who Jesus is and what Christianity is all about. That, that you have a false view of it. And if you dig deeper and if you dig into really who Jesus is, and what this life is all about that he's given us, you'll find what you're longing for. You'll find what your heart's truly desiring. So I encourage you to really dig in and really look deep into who Jesus is this Advent season. And so we're recognizing, and we're also longing. We're longing and and knowing that there is still a completion yet to come. And you know what the amazing part of this is, you guys? That we get to be a part of it. I, that's just amazing. That not only do, it's not us. I know uh, C.S. Lewis talks about it this way. That it's, we're not just sitting at a bus stop waiting for a bus to come. Right? We're not just sitting on our butts just waiting for this to come. We get to actually be a part of it. Jesus said in his prayer, He says, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he told us to pray this thing daily because he knew that we were going to be a part of bringing God's kingdom here. And so we're not just waiting for God to show up. We get to be a part of this. And this is the mission of Jesus that Jesus has called us to, right? And we get to go tell others about this life that they can have. That what they're really wanting, all those people in that video, all they were wanting is God's presence. And it came out like that. Right? And so we get to be a part of it and we get to tell others. Some people say, you know, why do Christians just always want to bring their agenda and talk about Jesus? Well, Why do you like to talk about coffee? Why do you like to talk about, you know, rock climbing? Why do you like to talk about anything you love? Because you long for it. You love it. Why do we talk about Jesus? Why should we talk about Jesus? It should be this natural thing that we talk about things that we long for. And we talk about things that we love. And so I encourage you to get on board and get out there and be on mission. And that's, that's longing for the coming of Jesus again. And lastly, intentionally wanting. That we are being intentional about wanting Jesus more than other things. We just uh, came off as a church a little, uh, couple weeks ago of this uh, 21 days of intention. Whereas a community, we came together and we were being intentional about drawing closer to Jesus and drawing closer to God. But you guys, it doesn't start, have to stop at 21 days. It should be this daily thing that we put in front of us every single day. And every single day we get up and we ask this question, what do I want? What do I want today? And is it congruent 
and consistent with the life that Jesus has already given me? Is it consistent? What do I want? Is Jesus enough? That's a good question to wake up and ask yourself every day and ask yourself every day before you go to bed. Is Jesus enough? Was Jesus enough for me today? And we can just get honest with ourselves, right? We can get honest by asking, what am I worshiping? Remember I said that you worship what you want? What am I worshiping? And it could be, um, this is kind of how fasting comes out, right? And we, talk, we, we look at like, what are those things in my life that I'm worshiping that, that maybe I need to um, take away a little bit so that I can refocus, right? That's a little bit of, of what fasting is. It's, it's intentionally wanting the right thing, right? And so you can kind of go through a list in your head of things that you might want more than Jesus today. Maybe it's a particular food. Maybe it is coffee. Maybe it is uh, a dessert or fast food or whatever, you know. Maybe it's that stuff. Maybe it's technology. Maybe it's your phone. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's Netflix or Hulu. Maybe it's shopping. Maybe it's Amazon. Maybe it's Target. Maybe it's some sin that's in your life that you need to get rid of that's not consistent with honoring God and who he is. But I'll tell you what it probably is. As you go down a list in your head, it's probably the one that makes you squirm in your seat. It's probably the one that makes you go, ouch. So my encouragement intentionally want this month, this season, and ask yourself, is Jesus enough? Am I wanting him more than I'm wanting other things? Because Advent is about the very thing that we want has come to us. And so we're going to celebrate that. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, um, Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you so much for the love you poured out in order to be with us. Thank you so much for um, showing us how much you desired to give us what our hearts longed for and just to be with us. And I pray that as we Uh, move into this season of celebrating your birth and your coming and who you are that we would recognize that you have come into our lives that you have a new life for us and that we would live in it in jesus name we pray amen